Hello and welcome to the Listening Painting the City Pink podcast. I hope all is well with you and your family during this time as we try all to figure out the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. Today's topic is exiting the stage left. I know this is a hard topic something that you have to digest but it's important to know the seasons in your life when you have to exit the stage left and even great stories great movies all come to an end so you have to know when to leave the job when to leave the relationship when to leave the friendship when to say goodbye and say hello to your next chapter And someone may be phantoming, you know, after Mm -hmm. Hurricane Ida, where do I go? What do I start over? Somebody else may be pondering about, do I start the business? Do I leave the job? Just so many things, so many things that goes through your mind. And I understand that it is extremely scary. Going through this is extremely... uh, nerve-wracking to go through such a a thing as such you know because in your mind you don't know what the unknown is the unknown could be uh scary and it's not that it's 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 not good it's just the unknown if you're in routine or you're used to someone or you used to working that job you got used to it so whether it was it was good or not, whether it was feeding you for the next season, whether it was nourishing you, you have learned to adjust to it. And so, you know, some of the older people say, uh, this devil is better than a new devil. I don't know. So they get used to just accepting things just because it's their comfort zone. But God is doing something new in this season. He's calling us out of our comfort zones. And I know it's painful, it's painful, it's painful, but I promise you will get through. You have no other choice to get through. Because one thing that I do know is when God closes one door, he opens another. And on that other side of the door may be greater, but the only way you would know is if you walk through. So screaming, kicking, shouting, crying, Slapping all on myself this season, I am ready to move forward. I'm ready to move forward in all things. I'm ready to slam some doors. I'm ready to nail down some windows because God has been telling me and I've been kicking and I've been screaming. Have mercy, God. But he said, Ebony, in order for you to get to your next level, I need you to leave this level. And God, oh my God, he has a way of allowing us to just go through some things until we surrender. When you fully surrender to God and be able to exit stage left, then you can begin to see the things that God has for you. You know, I often think about Lot's wife, right? God was trying to give them something else and he said, leave. He spared them. He spared their family. But the only thing was not to look back. And she looked back, as we do, and turned into a pillar of salt. So she never experienced what God had already had for her.
because she was so busy looking back and we do it often. We look back at that past relationship. We look at that past job. We look past, looked at that past friendship, something that's not bringing us better or nourishment to our bodies or to our mental health or to our spirituality. And we keep looking back because it's in our comfort zone. I just want to take one more look. But God's saying this season, don't look back. And Sally Ann Roberts said one time to me, she said, scared and all go. Hell yeah, this season. Exiting stage left. Yes. Absolutely it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Because as human, we get into this habitual routine. We get into this routine. I know you, you know me. I know this job, this job know me. They need me, I need it. And you could be at a job unhappy and continually clocking, clocking, clocking. But God might have something else better for you. But you won't step out on faith because you're afraid. And we get adapted. And there are so many people in this world that just have adapted to dead end situations. God say, let go. Take your grip off. I'm trying to give you more. Take your grip off and let me be God. Let me be God all day and let me be God all night. But we're so busy looking at our comfort zone. And in this season, again, God is calling us to exit the stage left. And if you don't believe me, let me give you some examples. You ever watch that that episode or that TV show that went season after season after season after season. It's season nine, season 14, season 15, so where you could predict the show. It is spent off to where it originally supposed to be at. And you see it, but because you're faithful to that show, you just continue to tune in. The character's not the same. They in and out, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of that season, right? Now, you know it needed to come to an end because everything they could predict in them episodes in came. You could tell the next thing. Ain't no more guessing with it. Some, some characters then started fussing. Something fell off. And that show has its season finale. And we begin to cry. Right? We like, why did the show gotta end? Because now we're going back to when it was season one, when it was so fun. And I was standing in this house when this came out. I remember this one. And you begin to know that character and you think you know everything about him, right? And you like, why it had to end? And you begin to have these tears and you feel like you know these people, right? But behind the scenes, there was turmoil that was going on on that stage. There was relationships uh, that had been challenging people, had been replaced people, and the producers trying to put this together and not to do this until then they get tired. They get tired of the of the routine, and, and somebody says it's time to exit stage left. Right? It's time to exit stage left, and that's that one character out that episode, right? Because not everybody know who they are, and that next person can get a part in a role that will, will make you forget. How good the episode was because now they're flourishing, right? They didn't got all the experience that they need. They didn't got the publicity. They got the fame that they need and things working out for them. Now they can, they probably in season one didn't have the, the leverage to even negotiate a contract or anything else like that. But now they're making major moves, right? They're making major moves, right? But they couldn't get to that until they said exit stage left. Exit stage left. 
And that's what we have to do. Dave Chappelle was at the highest of his career and exit stage left. Exit stage left. Oprah Winfrey stopped doing the show. Not that the show wasn't getting ratings, not that she wasn't already rich, but in order for her to get a network, she had to take a step from that show. Cause now I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking instead of just coming on at this time of the hour, now I can provide others with a, a platform to, pro to, to broadcast who they are, right? And that's why I'm doing this podcast. Not because I like to just come on here telling all my stuff and everything else like that and just want listeners. I'm coming here because if I know God is going to bring me through and I'm and, and, and he's doing it for me, that means he could do it for you. He could do it for Jessica. He could do it for Leroy. He could do it for Tyrone. He could do it for Kim. And I'm and he's using me, right? So I just have to be used. I just have to be willing to be used. And sometimes being used is not always good by God. Now being used by people is bad. But sometimes God use him, use you for his glory. And it's not always it always feel good to you, but it's working out for your good. I'm going to say it again. It might not always feel good to you, but it's working out for your good. See, Jesus could only do so much as man. He came and he served this purpose. But God needed him to come higher. And in order for Jesus to be in us, he had to first lay down his life for us. So now he lives in you, he lives in me, he lives in, in the next person, he lives in this person, but he had to be elevated. He had to transition. He had to, he had to die flesh, serve his purpose, and move on to the next chapter. So even Jesus exited the stage left. But one thing I do know, it looked like the situation was dead on that Friday. And maybe they talked about it on Saturday. But see, on Sunday, he woke up and he had power in his hands. Just because you're in this situation right now, you exiting stage left, that just means this chapter has come to an end. But if you continue to go on, your best chapter is still being written. And you have the power to dictate what that next chapter look like. You are the author. Now God is the author and a finisher, but he gives us free will. And sometimes God don't change the situation that's before us, but he would change your perspective about the situation. Let's say it again. God don't always change the situation. Sometimes he'll change your mind about the situation until the situation changes itself. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. God has a sense of humor like no other. God would allow your mind. He'll put you in the midst of a storm. He will put you in the midst of Hurricane Ida and have you where you can't go to the left or to the right, right? And you think it's about, you about to lose your mind. I'm about to die. This has got to be the end. But he will give you peace in that storm. He'll give you peace 
that surpasses all understanding. God will give you peace that you can't believe that you just come through all the stuff you've been through to what they say, what they lied upon you, all the stuff that you've been through. God will give you peace. And just like my mama would say, you got to be like a duck. You got to let that water roll down your back. It don't bother the ducks. They just spread them little wings and keep it going. <laughs> right? Right. You don't know if the duck wet or not because that water just rolls off of them. And that's how we got to be this season. We got to let it shake it off. We got to understand I ain't fighting with flesh and blood. I ain't fighting with my boss. I ain't fighting with a friend. I ain't fighting with an ex. I ain't fighting with nobody this season. Because as I start to grow, none of that matters. Because it ain't nothing but the enemy that wants your attention. See, the enemy is, is the author of confusion and fear and anxiety. He comes in and tell us, oh no, you better stay at this job because you don't know about that other job. Oh no, you better stay in this relationship even though it's not flourishing, it's not nourishing you. Um, you better stay in this because at least this is the devil you know. And then you get stuck. And people get stuck for years doing the same thing, being unhappy in the same situation because God been telling you to go. But you still holding on. You still know you're holding on. See, if the, if the stage is no longer pouring into you, no longer inspiring you and encouraging you, whether that job is draining you, you can't live out your assignment, you're not living out your purpose, and you just clocking in, you just going alone to get along. See, that friendship is becoming toxic. You don't know when to let it go, when to pick it up. It, it, they draining your energy. Baby girl. Baby boy, it's done. It is done. See, Jesus only was able to do as much as he could. After a while, he said, okay, it's time for my exit stage, love. And you got to know when it's time to exit. But when God closes that door, let him shut it. And I know it hurts. I know it hurts. But you got to walk through it. And as you begin to walk through it, baby, you begin to stride. And before you stride, as you stride, you be going to get to run. And you look back and say, now what helped me back? What helped me? What helped me captive? And it's your mind. It's your mind. Because it was nothing but the unknown. We are humans. We become tied into um, habits, right? We become habitual. Habitual. We become... We become tied to, to, to routine, to where we don't want change. We don't want grow. And you already know that circle around you is suffocating you. You already know that that person in this situation is suffering you. You already know that that job is not allowing you to live out your purpose. It's suffocating you. And God is calling you this season to let it go and let God. While I care about this person, ain't nothing wrong with, with caring somebody and loving somebody and liking that, I mean, you know, loving that job or liking what they do for you for the job or getting paid. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But sometimes God will remove you so he can work in that person's life. So let me tell you, sometimes there's this brick wall and your friend, your coworker, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, or fiance or husband or wife 
could go and you could see them about to slam into that brick wall. You could see them going 120 miles an hour and you see that, 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 that brick wall ahead. And at that time, because they're in that situation and they only could see what's right now, they can't see that brick wall, but you see it and you're trying to tell them, there's a brick wall ahead, slow down. And this and this and all that. But the will may be for God for them to hit the brick wall. Because God is trying to use them. But we be so busy being trying to be God in their life. That God can't really use them because you keep doing an interference. You keep putting a flag on a plane. God, and one thing I can say about God. When he break you, he gracefully break you right so that slam of that wall might not be the death of that person but it might be to get their attention hey hey you didn't got out of the will of line you didn't got out of the will of god i need your attention but you so busy and i'm gonna say you i'm gonna say me we so busy trying to be god in people's life and trying to save them from that brick wall and we got to let them go and our purpose may be just for that person at that time to help them or pray them through that brick wall and to bring them back to God. And that might be our sole purpose is just that alone. Stop them from, not stop them from hitting the brick wall, but to encourage them when they get up or to pray that God has his grace and mercy but at the end of the day, God's will may be for them to hit that brick wall because he is also working with them. And that been times when we've been a person that's driving 120 miles per hour and we and we don't see the brick wall and, and our mom or our dad or our grandmother say, baby, that, 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 that hard head gonna make us soft behind. And we continuously, continuously keep going. Oh, he liked me. Oh, he do this. Oh, he do that. And then, boom, we hit the brick wall. And what mama say? I try to tell you. I try to tell you. But that don't mean mama don't love us no, no less. It don't mean that mama wasn't praying for us. But we had to get that lesson on our own. And so we have to stop trying to be God. In God's situations. We have to stop trying to be God in situations and allow God to use that person. When you adhere to him, then he could be used. So that's why the situation is draining you because you're so busy trying to get in between the brick wall before they crash. And then you get crashed in the middle of it. And you out of the will of, you out the will of God because that's not what your role was. Your role was to pray and guide them back to God or aid them. When they finish with that brick wall. But they have to hit that brick wall. And God will allow you. To continue to be hurt. Until you move. Because you are trying to be God. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And you probably feeling like they can't live without you. They need you. You are an enabler. And right now God wants you to focus on him. And he going to focus on it. I'm going to say it again. Right now, God needs you to focus on him and he's going to focus on it. Now, you didn't turn that situation, that job, that relationship, that friendship over to him. Let God do his part. You didn't did everything you did. God heard you the first prayer. He didn't heard you the first prayer. But there are some things that he needs to let happen. And God got to allow things to die 
in order to be resurrection power. And you know how, you know, I've been saying to myself, nah, God went up there and he was there. He was, he, he, he went to the town where Lazarus was at. And Lazarus' sister had got an attitude with God and said, if you was here some days earlier, he'll still be alive. Right? So we already knew in the story of God in the Bible that he was a healer. So we already knew that God could heal Lazarus if he was sick. But see, what we didn't know that God is resurrection power and he can bring that thing from dead. Right? So he had to take and take his time. He had to delay the process in order for it to die so we can see that he's resurrection power. If so, then we would just know him as a healer. <laughs> but we know God is resurrection power. We know that he's resurrection power, right? So it might stink. It might be it might be dead. It might the funeral might be here. They might be mourning. They may think it's over, but God has a way of breathing new life. And when he wanted to come up, he would bring it. And, you know, pastor said this too. He said, if he would have said come forth because of who Jesus was and the power we had, every man, every woman that was there would have came forth because he would have said come forth. But what he said was Lazarus come forth. And he specifically called Lazarus out because the power he had was he could have had raised everybody from dead. But by him specifically calling his name out, he was able to do that. He was able to, to heal Lazarus. And guess what? You might say, well, Lazarus don't deserve it because Lazarus never uh, talked to God. He never was like his sisters. He wasn't trying to. But guess what? God is married to the backslider. God is married to you. He know you from the top of your head to the, the soles of your feet. He know everything you do, sin or no sin. He know unknown sins or whatever, but that does not make him love us any less. Any less. I always often imagine how Lazarus, how did Lazarus react when he came from, did you even know you was dead? Sometimes people are just walking around dead and don't even know they did. Lazarus was sleeping in his grave and God called him forth. He didn't even know what was going on, but a miracle was happening. And that's what God is trying to do in your life. He's trying to create a miracle in your life, but your faith has to see it before you see it. Your faith has to see it before you see it. And right now in the natural, I can't make sense of this whole situation. I can't make sense of Hurricane Ida and what's happening and where I'm going at tomorrow. But his word says to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in always acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. So that means to tell me I ain't got to lean on ebony thoughts and how it's going to get figured out. I don't know how it's going to figure itself out. I don't know the next plan. I tried it. I'm an analyzer. I said that the first podcast. I want to be knowing BB on A and I'm trying to figure out how Z going to happen and not knowing God already got B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, and the Y and Z. Because we trying to figure it all out and God just going to give us enough light to see the next path. See, you know, God speaks to me in dreams and he don't give me the whole understanding of the dream. But when it happens and it go forth, then I'll be like, oh, this is what you meant, God. 
This is what you meant, God. But sometimes, and most of the time, the dreams don't be pleasant. It don't be like, oh, Ebony, you're going to get a million dollars and this and this and all of that time. Sometimes God send warnings, you know, majority of times it's warnings. And if you don't adhere to it, when it comes, you're not going to know how to react to it. And it might not happen that day, but it will come forth. Because remember last week we was talking about it happens in the spiritual realm first before it comes into the earth ram so if god is releasing something from the heavens you gonna know it will come to pass it said give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass to give that trespass against us right we talked about that and it also give us this day our daily bread <sighs> yeah yeah so worry about today worry about today Worry about, no, 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 no. Excuse me. Don't worry about today. Don't worry about today. Live for today. Because we already know who holds tomorrow. And it's God. And it's God. It's God. And if you trust him, he said it in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in me with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your paths, baby girl, baby boy. If you're listening to me and you put your life in my hand, I'm going to tell you what state you need to relocate. If you trust me and seek me first, I'm going to tell you what next relationship is for you. If you seek me and trust me, I'm going to tell you what promotion to do. If you seek me and trust me, I'm going to tell you what the next, the next business venture going to be. Come on, you got to align yourself in his will, not your will. Because if it was in my will, it would have been fixed already. We would have been got over this part. But it's because his will, and sometimes his will is you exiting stage left so he can get on the stage right. And sometimes God can't come and fix the situation until you are over it. Because when you over it, you're going to surrender. I'm going to give it away and let God fix it the way he wanted to be fixed. It might look like a whole different thing by the time he finished fixing. But he can't do nothing as long as your hand over it. He needs you to be over it. When Sarah got pregnant, Sarah had thought that she couldn't have no kids. I'm nine years old. When God told her she was going to be pregnant, she laughed. Because in Sarah's mind, I'm too old for this. But see, God was doing something new. God had them place something in her she was gonna she was gonna give birth but our natural mind tells us not to trust in the lord because this don't even make sense what you mean 90 years old god do you know how old i am and you want to try to bless me with a baby <laughs> this is funny they say sarah laughed sarah laughed sarah laughed and thought it was funny but guess what happened sarah had that baby though and if you look down the lineage and you look down the line, Jesus was born. But that family ties, right? Sarah stayed, served her purpose at 90. So there's a woman that's saying, oh, I ain't getting married. I'm 40. I can't have no children. God said, trust me. And you've got to get over it so he can begin in it. He can begin in it. So this is a season of newness. God is doing something different in the land. He's doing something different in the spiritual realm. And he's calling us to exit stage left. 
But not that he's forgotten about you, but he needs to get in. But he can't get in long as you're trying to be God. So you got to get out the way. You got the extra stage left. You got to focus on him. You got to fast. You got to pray. You got to do everything that you need to do so he can do what he needs to do. Right? And so that's what I'm asking for you today is just let God be God on the job, in a relationship, and that friendship, and that business. I know it hurts the extra stage left. We talked about the episodes of 14 and it's coming to an end. But God is doing something new. He's doing something new. And yes, it hurts as in your flesh. But baby girl, baby boy, if you go through, he'll bring you to. That's one thing I know. If God bring you through, he will bring you to. Some of us experience loss and we didn't know how it would be without mama, how it would be without daddy, how it would be without our kids, how it would be without our daughters. But if you look back and look at your life now, God brought you through and he's bringing you to. Right? All right, so what better way to end this podcast but by praying? Heavenly Father, I say thank you, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, giving us the activities of our limbs, Heavenly Father. Lord, forgive us of our sins knowingly and unknowingly, Heavenly Father. Lord, I ask that you put the I ask that you grant us serenity to lay the situation at your feet, oh God. We're not picking it up. We're not arguing with flesh and blood. Oh God, we're starting something new because you're doing something new in us. God, so we ask that you slam and nail every window that's not for us, oh God. And Lord, even when it hurts, oh God, still close it and slam it, oh God. But keep us, oh God, keep us near, oh God. And allow us not to just walk through our new doors, but stride and run and to tell others how you brought us through. Lord, I thank you for keeping us safe during this during this, this season, during this hurricane, oh God. We are coming out something with a better perspective, oh God. Families are getting closer. Someone is going to get that new home, that new house, that new car, that new job. Whatever they need this season. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love y'all. Talk to you next Wednesday.